Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. Uh, my brain's saying go Whitaker, my heart's saying go Gaslam, so I'm going to go Gaslam. You're, I got to tell you, your words confuse me. I'm standing there with the bat, and then here comes this Bugs Bunny pitch. Oh, <laughs> Where is this going? I like it because he he's he he's makes some sense right until like the last four or five seconds, <laughs> and then everything everything goes different than what he just said, and a different name comes out of his mouth. Throwing jabs available for download on your favorite podcast platform. What's going on, basketball fans? We are back with the Posting Up podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Big Jace and Sean Scanlon. Uh, Isaiah will be joining us shortly. He is running a little late, but that is fine. We shall start without him. Um, Basically, this week coming up in the NFL is the draft. So in honor of that, I want to talk a little NBA draft, some prospects going on here. Uh, this summer will be the NBA draft, obviously, after the finals conclude and we get into some offseason stuff going on here. Um, just basically, guys, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i start with you, Sean. Um, first, my first question is, um, who's your favorite prospect that, in, that's in this draft? My favorite prospect is uh, Evan Mobley out of USC. I think that he, he's very similar to Anthony Davis. He's a big that who is he's a great defender. He's a great rim protector, but he can also he also has the skill set to go out and defend some of the guards with uh you know his his ability to stay with them uh in his you know side to side uh ability. So I, I think that he, he's really good there. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I, I think that he he's got great handles for a big man at seven foot. And then also, you know, he could hit down, he could knock down some shots, especially in the mid range, uh, like Anthony Davis likes to do. And he wasn't, you know, great at the three point shot, but I, I think that, you know, he could develop that into his game uh, as he goes along. But I, I feel, I have a feeling that he will be one of the best big men in the league in, in just a few years. So I think that his dominance uh, inside, but also outside and on the offensive side of the ball and defensively, I just feel like he'll, he'll be a name that will be, you know, one of the better big men in the league and, in, and, in, uh, in, you know, very soon. Jace, what about you? Looks like you're muted there, boss. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> no problem. Okay, I'm gonna go Jalen Suggs. Uh, he's a beast. Uh, great guard. Uh, he's str- uh, the real thing. We we saw him face adversity in the national championship game. Came off to a slow start and was able to come back and uh, w- not bleed uh, Gonzaga to the victory, but help him fight back. Uh, he's really great. He's a solid facilitator. He's also got that ability to take over games and make the big shots. I mean, as we saw in the Final Four game. Uh, so I, I really like Jalen Suggs. He, he He's a guy that's going to be at the next level and has a lot of star potential. What about you, Lucas? Who? So, uh, Jace, <laughs> uh, you like to say this. It's, it's the SpongeBob square pick, but – I'm going to go with Cade Cunningham. I mean, this guy is absolutely a baller. Uh, he averaged 20 points at Oklahoma State last season, uh, six rebounds, some assists in there as well, something he can work on in the league. Um, the guy is just a – he's a three-level scorer. He's six foot eight at the point guard, shooting guard position. Uh, I think he can make an immediate difference on any team he joins. He obviously is going to be – a very high draft pick. A lot of people don't have him falling past the number two spot in that draft coming up this summer. Uh, next question, though, for you guys. Uh, we'll go reverse order this time. Jace, I'll start with you. Um, who's a prospect that you're not really hearing a lot about or who isn't really supposed to be in that top 10 lottery range that you think could end up having a pretty pretty good career? Yeah, uh, we were just talking about him before the show. Luca Garza. I don't know what happened. This man was up before the season. He was going to be lottery. He was going to be one of the top picks. And now all of a sudden, every mock draft doesn't have him. I, I, I don't know what's going on with him. It, it, maybe there's some stuff that hasn't come public yet. But I don't understand the his ability to shoot uh, for his size and just his size in general, his ability to score – uh, I don't understand why he's just fallen off the face of the earth, but uh, yeah, I think a team he's good enough. A team needs to, if it is a risk for whatever reason he's fallen, you, you need to take that risk. Sean, what about you? I'm gonna stick with my guy from UConn, James Booknight. Uh, I think that you know he's he has a chance to be a lottery pick, but I, I feel like he'll fall out of there. And he has some question marks uh, defensively and with the shot making ability. But I mean, if you watch this guy, UConn, this guy can score uh, with with the best of them. And I, I feel like you know he'll. I think he's gonna fall to one of those later teams that will make the playoffs this year. So I feel like next year he'll, he'll come off of the bench for one of those teams, and I, I feel like he can just give you instant scoring uh, like we see with a guy like Lou Williams. And obviously at, at some point he'll step into a starting role. But I feel like, uh, you know, he, he has those question marks, but I, I feel like his scoring just overtakes that. I, I think that he's going to be a great scorer at the next level. Uh, and I, I still feel like he hasn't reached his full potential uh, shooting the ball either. So I feel like he's just he's a walking bucket, and I got to stick with my guy uh, from the Huskies. I, I feel like that he's going to fall a little bit, but uh, he's definitely going to be contributing uh, right away for an NBA team. And um, so so my pick here, and there's always question marks around uh, the, the four-year guys. Um, you know, old, they're obviously older than the 18, 19-year-olds who go more towards the top. And this guy just like – Sean's guy does have an opportunity to get picked in the lottery, but there's also the possibility that he could fall to the late first round. And that's Mr. Corey Kispert out of Gonzaga. I'm just so excited to see what he can do in the league. Uh, he's a phenomenal three-point shooter, uh, 44% last year from three. 
He was uh, over 50% from the field and nearly, nearly got the 50-40-90 in his final season at Gonzaga. He's just an overall great player. We saw the impact he had on Gonzaga this year, uh, their near undefeated run that they had. He was phenomenal in the – in the in the tournament, along with a lot of his other teammates, one of the guys Jace mentioned, Jalen Suggs, uh, someone who I think is going to go late in this round, in Joel Ayayi, and um, oh, what was that other dude's name that was frying uh, the mustache dude? Drew Timmy. <laughs> Drew Timmy. That's who he might it was. return. He might come back. I've heard that he is looking to return. So not all the maybe not all the starting vibes going to get drafted in this first round. But that'd be something else too. Um, so Sean, I know you don't have a team, so what I'm going to ask you here, um, is who's one player you want to see go to a certain team, whether that be, you know, oh, Jalen Suggs to this team or whatever. So since you don't have a favorite team, why don't you give me someone that, uh, that you'd like to see play in a certain system? Uh, I'll, I'll stick with the guy that I picked before with Evan Mobley. Uh, I think, I think if he goes to the Pistons, uh, I feel like that would be really good for them. Obviously the Pistons, they're terrible every year and they're usually picking in the, the high lottery. So I feel like if they can get a big guy with him, pair him with Jeremy Grant, who's, you know, been playing really good basketball this year. It's just Detroit doesn't have much around him. So I, I feel like if they can get a building block with Evan Mobley, uh, it might attract, you know, some, some more free agents because Detroit obviously, it's not uh, a glamour destination. Not a lot of people want to go up to Detroit, Michigan, and especially the way they've been playing basketball the past couple of years. So if they're able to get him, I feel like, you know, some more players will want to come in. They see what Jeremy Grant has done this year, and uh, maybe, you know, Pistons could get back to their uh, winning ways. But uh, who, who would you like to see on the Jazz, though, Jace? <laughs> the, the Jazz only have one pick this year, and that's as of right now it's going to be the last pick in the first round. So uh, I, I don't know uh, – uh, I'm gonna say Luca Garza because I, I want him because he because he is good. I don't understand what's going on with him, but I do think the Jazz do need a little bit more size. Um, I, I like that Derek Favors, but uh, I, I just feel like that they need another big man, another like seven footer. Um, but uh, another guy since since I talked a lot about Luca Garza already, uh, Herbert Jones. You brought up Jeremy Grant, uh, Herbert Jones. From Alabama, I, I think he's very similar to Jeremy Grant. Very good defensively, uh, can get rebounds. Um, pretty solid score, and I think he would be a solid uh, wing for that Jazz for for the Utah Jazz down the line. But Lucas, who you got for the Sixers? So um, being a little wishful here, uh, obviously the 76ers would need to trade up to make this happen. But um, I'd love to see Mr. Davion Mitchell play for my 76ers. I mean, that dude would fit exactly what we need. We need a shooter. We need a, a guard who can score. Uh, you know, we have Ben Simmons who, you know, he can go out there and get you 15 to 20 points, but he's not doing that every night. There's some nights Ben Simmons grabs 10 boards, 15 assists, but only scores four points. And Joel Embiid, obviously, you know, what he's doing right now is absolutely incredible, but how long can he keep that up realistically? So I think if the 76ers could trade up because that's what it'll take to get a guy like Davion Mitchell on this team, but maybe that's a uh, something they can look into. Uh, maybe Daryl Morey watches our show and he can he can take after, after my suggestions. Um, so that'll do it for our first topic uh, of the day. I, I, I'm going to have to ask Zay when he comes on who he'd like to see on the Knicks. But um, for that right now, 
we'll go to our first game break before we get into some games we're looking forward to coming up this week. Ladies and gentlemen, set your calendars for this Saturday, May 1st at 10 a.m. where Throwing Jabs goes live as Big Jace, Joe Aguirre, and Jared Jones sit down with special guest, Connecticut Boxing Hall of Famer, Iceman John Scully. Do not miss that interview on Throwing Jabs. Uh, that will be a good one for sure. But for now, we'll stick with basketball, getting into some games we like um, coming up this week. Sean, I'll go to you first. What's a game coming up this week that you're looking forward to? I'm going to go with a game tonight uh, on NBA TV at 7 o'clock, uh, I believe. It's the Bucks and the Hornets. I think that, you know, both these teams, I think the Bucks are trying to get into that one seed. They've been, you know, playing really well as of late. Uh, obviously, Giannis has been on a tear, and uh, guys like Chris Middleton and uh, Drew Holiday have really been stepping up. And then uh, the Hornets, they're coming off a big win against the Celtics. Uh, I think that, you know, they're going to try and carry that and, you know, see if they can get into a sixth spot and try and avoid that uh, plan because they're at the eight seed right now. So both these teams want to keep winning. Uh, obviously, the Bucks want to get the one seed. Hornets want to get out of that playing uh, scenario. And these are two teams that I think that – uh, are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Obviously, the Hornets bring in the offensive side of the ball, and then uh, the Bucks bring that good defense. So I think it will be a stalemate. I think it will be a good uh, matchup, but uh, that's the one I'm looking forward to tonight. Uh, what about you, Jace? Friday night, one versus two in the West as the Utah Jazz travel to Phoenix to take on the Phoenix Suns. It's going to be rough, obviously, with Donovan Mitchell out, but this is going to be a good game. Uh, I mean – I'm very excited. Hopefully, uh, Conley, Clarkson, and Gobert can can keep the Jazz in it. But right now, it, it looks like the Phoenix is going to win this without the Jazz having Donovan Mitchell. And uh, it's going to be a good game regardless. But I, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for it, but uh, I'm not hopeful going into it. What game are you looking for? Yeah, they're lucky they don't have to play the Timberwolves again. I was just going to say, thank God the Timberwolves are not uh, in that play-in because the Timberwolves have beaten the Jazz three times this year. Uh, yeah. Two times in Utah. I mean, let's go. We'll talk, we can talk about that another day, but that's, that's something scary. <laughs> Good thing those Timberwolves aren't creeping up in that play-in tournament, Jason. Um, but the game I'm looking forward to is also involves the Phoenix Suns, but they will be taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. Obviously, the Suns have been absolutely insane this year. 43 and 18 for them, 43 and 20 for the Los Angeles Clippers. Paul George having somewhat of a, a bounce back year, if you'll call it that. Uh, and Devin Booker obviously has been playing phenomenal along with Chris Paul. Uh, it's that dude. I mean, it's a couple nights ago against the New York Knicks. He absolutely sunk them. I think that might have even – was that last night? That was, I think it was yeah, last it was, night. Yeah. Uh, it's a few shots down the stretch, Chris Paul just absolutely buried the Knicks. And, uh, you know, that's – I say uh, I texted him that That's day. why he's late. I texted him that um, – He's getting Chris, over the winning streak. Chris Paul buried them, and he said, you know, basketball is part skill, part luck. And I, I don't know. Chris Paul, I think, has had that clutch gene his whole um, 
Yeah. We need, yeah, that's right. We do need regular season Paul George in the playoffs. Um, but that's the game I'm looking forward to. Uh, that'll bring us right into our next uh, topic. Speaking of the playoffs, uh, we'll get into a little play in tourney talk here. So those of you listening who don't know how it's going to work, seeds 7 through 10 are going to be in a play-in tournament. Seed 7 and 8 will play. The winner of that game will get the 7 seed, and then seed 9 and 10 will play. And obviously the team that loses that game will be eliminated. And the loser of the 7-8 matchup and the winner of the 9-10 matchup will then play for the 8th seed. And these are just single games. They're not series. Uh, Same thing in both conferences. So right now, looking at the standings, the seven seed in the East is Miami, eighth seed Charlotte Hornets, nine Indiana Pacers, and ten Washington Wizards, who just had their win streak snapped last night. And in the Western Conference, the Portland Trail Blazers are the seven seed, followed by the eighth seed Memphis Grizzlies, nine seed San Antonio Spurs, and the tenth seed carried by Mr. Chef Curry, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, guys, it's a lot of information to take in at once. Um, basically, I want to know, uh, Sean, I'll start with you. Which one of these these eight teams that I just listed has the best chance at pulling off an upset in the first round? I'm going to stick with the team you mentioned last in the Warriors. Um, I think it's pretty obvious the way that Steph Curry has been playing. If he gets hot, uh, I think they could beat anyone in the West, let alone some of those teams uh, down uh, at the end of the Western Conference playoff standings right now. And those teams down there, they've been uh, struggling and they've been inconsistent as of late, especially the Blazers. I believe they're one in seven in their last eight games. Uh, You know, Damian Lillard has been struggling, which I don't think will continue, but still uh, they've been struggling. The Mavericks have been inconsistent all year, especially with uh, Porzingis not being in and out of the lineup all year with injuries. And then the Grizzlies, I mean, they're they're a decent team, but, I mean, they they just don't really have the star power aside from John Morant. So I feel like the Warriors can go in and, and beat any of these teams, especially if, like you said, Chef Curry keeps cooking it up like he is. And uh, and if their defense could step up, obviously they have some good defenders and guys like uh, Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins. So, I mean, if Steph's able to put up 40 or 50, uh, I believe that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he's been super hot as of late, and uh, I, I feel like they, they can beat any of these teams and uh, step into that eight seed. Jace, I guess I'll, I'll word the question this way for you. Obviously, the Jazz are the number one seed, um, and they could easily fall to two, but I think they will finish in that top two. So, but yeah, I want to ask you in this Western Conference, are you scared of one of these teams in particular? Is it that Warriors team Sean was just mentioning, or you got your eye on someone else? I mean, the Warriors are tough. Steph's playing out of his mind. But one thing you don't want to see in the playoffs is Damian Lillard. And, I mean, yeah. it, he he's just a different type of – we, talk we talked about Paul George. The, the reverse is for Damian Lillard. This man is a beast when it comes to the playoffs and will take over any series at all. And, I mean, even if Donovan Mitchell's not healthy – Facing Dame Lillard is going to be just that much tougher. So uh, that's the real scary, scary. Uh, that's the one I, I don't want to see the Jazz face round one. That that will be scary. Yeah. Um, so the team I'm going to go with actually um, reigns in the Eastern Conference. Surprise, surprise. Uh, this Brooklyn Nets team obviously has uh, a lot of injuries, and you never know with the 76ers what they're going to do. Some nights they just can look absolutely abysmal, although they have been very great this season. I'll give them that. Um, but you got to be looking at um, 
the Washington Wizards with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. Those are that's obviously, I mean, probably a top five backcourt in this league. Uh, Russell Westbrook has been playing out of his mind. I just heard a, a soundbite from an interview with Russell Westbrook today. He said, you know, he doesn't take any days off. Um, he, he plays, he goes out there, he leaves his heart on the court every single night. And that's the kind of guy that you got to be worried about coming into the playoffs. I mean, Russell Westbrook obviously has been to the finals, not much playoff success as of late, but you never know. It all it takes is a little spark and these teams can get so, so hot. And that's, that's really all it takes. Um, basically my next question for you guys, Jace, will go with you first this time. Um, what's a team in the seven through 10 uh, kind of seating here that you think could uh, end up missing out on the playoffs uh, and even the play in in, in turn? Uh, I mean, I don't think any team in the West is leaving. I think the West is pretty set, seeing as how uh, Golden State has a four-game lead over the Pelicans. So, I mean, looking at the East, uh, I, I I like Washington a lot. I've, I've praised them so much about how good they, they can be. But they are the, – they're still only a game up behind Chicago, and Chicago's playing well. Zach Levine still leading the league in three-point percentage. Uh, I mean, and obviously Nikolai Vucevic, uh, that that good addition. So, I mean, I, I think the Bulls can pop in there and take it from the Wizards, but I, I want to see Russ and Beal in the playoffs. <laughs> so that's a... Sean, what about you? You see a team falling out here, or you think it's kind of locked in? Uh, yeah, I, I hate to go with uh, Jason and just say the same thing, but I, I think it is the Wizards. I just think that, like you said, in the West, uh, the Pelicans are too far out, and then um, and then in the East, the, the Pacers are too far ahead in the nine seed. I think you know it's they're had three and a half games in, in front of those other teams, the Bulls and the Raptors. So unfortunately, I think it comes down to the Wizards and Russell Westbrook is my favorite player, so I want to see him in that playing tournament and in the playoffs. But uh, unfortunately, I, and I think they will get it. But if there is one team that will fall out of there, I think it's them because, uh, like Jay said, you know Nikola Vucevic, he, he's starting to get uh, gel with the uh, the Bulls and Zach Levine. He's in uh, COVID protocols right now, so he's not even playing right now. Once they get him back, I'm sure they'll be firing on all cylinders. And then the Raptors too. I mean, you can't forget about them. Uh, even though they've been struggling all year, they they have a great defense that can win them games. And also they have guys like uh, Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet that could step up. So I think it, it, if there is a chance that any team falls out, I think it is the Wizards just because uh, those two teams that I mentioned are only a game back. So I want to see Russ and Bradley Beal in the playing tournament, but uh, if there is a team, it would be the Wizards, I'd say. Yeah, and, you know, you hate to go that route with the um, – the obviously the, the – the easiest pick available but it has to be the Washington Wizards I think they're a team that you know is obviously they've been up and down all season there's a team that was expected to be in kind of the eight seven realm uh coming into the season but they started off really bad so they fought their way back hopefully they do not lose that um lose that 10 seed though I would like to see Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal get to especially Bradley Beal get to play in the playoffs um so we'll get into our third topic right after um Another ad from Clovercrest Media. 
Rocky Hill Accountants offers a unique, low-pressure approach to professional and personal services, which is why they have an excellent client retention rate and are extremely proud of the high-quality services that their firm provides. The executive team at Rocky Hill Accountants has over 35 years of combined experience in income tax preparation, bookkeeping, accounting, and IT crypto tax. They specialize in individual income tax preparation, as well as trusts, estates, and gift tax returns. The tax debt line for individuals is May 17th. If you're one of the 50 million Americans who still hasn't filed, visit RockyHillAccountants.com. Rocky Hill Accountants, they make a lot of things possible for Clovercrest Media here, so shout out to them. Go check them out on Facebook. we got a tons of commercials with them. Uh, they are obviously huge to the success here at Clovercrest. Uh, but just getting into the last thing here, I always like to end it with something fun, or I always try to. Uh, I saw this on Twitter earlier, and this is it intrigued the hell out of me, and I hope it did the same for you guys. Um, Three-pointer obviously has been such a big part of the game lately. Obviously, the league is hucking up threes at a rate it's never seen before. Um, obviously, this would be insane, but if the home teams had the freedom to make the three-point line wherever, however far, close, whatever they wanted. It could be squiggly, whatever they wanted to do. Which team would this benefit the most and the least? Sean, I'll start with you. All right, so I I did it just based on who I think would bring it up the closest and who would bring it back the farthest just because I, I think it would benefit any team. If it's their home court, they would be able to pick. So I think the team that would bring it up the closest uh, to almost to a mid-range level would be the Spurs because, I mean, DeMar DeRozan, he's he's the mid-range king. He doesn't love shooting his three-pointers. And then other guys on that team like DeJounte Murray, uh, Keldon Johnson, they're not a great three-point shooting team. So I feel like if for their home court games, they would bring it up uh, to about that that twenty foot mark and uh, count it as three pointers, and I, I think that they would uh, live with that because Popovich, I, I think he would like that a lot. And then for the the team that would bring it back the farthest around, like you know, thirty thirty five feet, I think would be the Blazers. Um, obviously, I think the Warriors were up for contention too, just because Steph. But I think that uh, Dame Dame time he likes to shoot his uh, his long range shots, and then they have other guys that could sink them down like CJ and uh, and Norman Powell. So. I feel like the Blazers would definitely bring it out far, and uh, a lot of teams would not be happy about it because they, they don't have the range that the Blazers do. So this definitely was an interesting question. I, I had to think about it for a while, but uh, those are those are the two teams that I came up with. What about you, Jace? I, I thought about it the same way you did, Sean. Who would move it back the farthest and who would bring up the closest? Uh, start off with uh, – I think the Jazz, you move it forward, you make a three, the best three-point shooting team in the league that much better at shooting threes. Uh, and farthest, I'm a, I was thinking the, the Trailblazers, and you stole that from me, Sean. Uh, I'm not going to go the SpongeBob Square pick with the Warriors. I'm going to go the Hornets because I remember – seeing a bunch of highlight tape from LaMelo Ball and how in high school he just loved to pull up from half court and shoot it. So if he could add that into his NBA game, uh, I, I think he he could be even b bigger of a star th than he already is sort of becoming. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid pick. I think Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham have the range too. So oh, that's, yeah. that's one I didn't think about, but that's a good one. You know, my pick's going to be a little unorthodox. I think the team that should move it the farthest back 
is my Sixers. And get don't get me wrong, they're not a great three-point shooting team, but you know, they move it far back, and then the three can't hurt them and it can't help them. They have two of the best finishing players in the league, uh, in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Uh, I don't know why you're making that face at me. Joel and and Ben five Simmons. Five seconds, and I gotta hear this bullshit already. Five <laughs> seconds, I've been. Hey, hey, Joel and <laughs> and Ben Simmons will both dunk on Julius Randle with no problems. Don't even get me started. Anyways, so that's the team I haven't moving the farthest. Can't help or hurt them. I think they're they're one of the best defensive teams and one of the best uh, finishing teams at the rim in the league. So I think that would help them a lot. And the team that would move it the closest, Jace. I'm gonna go with your Jazz. Uh, only for the reason that every I'm gonna have them move it right in the paint. Every bucket Rudy Gobert gets, every lob <laughs> Donovan Mitchell throws him would be three points. Every single shot would be a three pointer for that Jazz team. So I think that would help them. Um, Isaiah, you want to jump in on this quick or? Sure. I mean, we're, I don't even know where we're at, but just throw it at. What's the What's the question? We're um, we're we're asking basically if teams had the freedom to place the three point line as far or as close as they wanted. Who would that benefit the most and who would it hurt the most? <laughs> That's a pretty good question. Uh, who would it hurt the most? Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of this question. <laughs> Way to put me on the spot in my five minutes on. Uh, oh, I got yeah, a better maybe. question for you, Zay. How do you feel about Chris Paul? Uh. <laughs> He's probably wishing he never joined now. Uh no, actually, you know what? Happens, happens. I'm glad the streak is kind of over because last 10 games of the season, you kind of want to burst that bubble of belief that you're untouchable right before the playoffs. Bring them back down to reality. So you know what? <laughs> it is what it is. Chris Paul won't be there for the playoffs like always, though. He'll be hurt when they need him. So I'm not worried about it. Get your get your looks in now. He's always hurt when he's needed the most. I ain't worried um, about it. Zay, I, since I slammed you with that question there, I'll ask you something that I think will be a little easier that we covered in the beginning of the show. Who do you want the Knicks to draft? Obviously, they'll be picking anywhere from 18 to, to 23, somewhere in that realm, because you know they ain't winning a chip. So where you got them picking? Or not where you got them picking. Who, do you, who would you want to see on this team? Or would you want them to maybe trade up for someone better? Yeah, actually, honestly, I, I'd prefer them to probably trade the pick to see if they could get maybe another player who would help them right away. I think as far as the Knicks go, I don't think anyone young could come in right now and automatically help that team out. So I think the best thing they could do is probably trade that pick away, try to get somebody who can help them right away right now. Similar to how Derrick Rose came over to the team and was just like an instant plus factor for the team. You need someone like that. I don't think you need a rookie. We're not. I think we're past the rebuilding stage in New York. So I'd probably trade that pick. I, I honestly haven't looked. Even thought about that question. I feel like the team's perfect. I love it. I love it the way it is, honestly. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyways, I think that will do it for the show today. Uh, Isaiah, thanks for making some time for us. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> uh, Jace and Sean. Whenever you time my busy world. <laughs> thank you, as always. Um, you can catch us on Saturday at 1 o'clock. Today was a special 3 o'clock episode. Got some things going on later. Couldn't do 5 today. Every Tuesday at 5, unless we say otherwise, every Saturday at 1. Obviously, that's open to change. So uh, catch the Posting Up podcast and all of Clovercrest's 
other great podcasts on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook for the Posting Up Podcast. This has been Lucas Bowman. 